Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Are you ready for a revolution in your thinking? We We are. are. (laughs) Welcome to Funniest Thing. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. Today's show is called, What Are You Rehearsing and Nursing with Janet Prince? What are you rehearsing? Believe it or not, whatever scenario you are rehearsing in your mind, whether it's negative or positive, is a prayer. Yeah. Keep steering your imaginings to what you truly desire in each circumstance because you will receive as you have asked, a- a.k.a. imagined and rehearsed. <laughs> Did I say that right, sir? What are you rehearsing in the shower, while driving, or while out and about? I thought that said while at in and out you could also you could be rehearsing it in and out too while you're waiting at the drive-through yeah are you rehearsing with the expectation of positive outcomes keep in mind that whatever we are rehearsing we are nursing cursing is nursing and so is blessing on this episode daryl and ed highlight the spiritual and scientific truth that what we continually rehearse relative to money relationships home business and every subject causes a uh, vibrational environment that brings us brings to us the corresponding people and circumstances. And during the second segment, Jazzy Janet Prince keeps us rehearsing for what we truly desire with today's reading, which is Imagine. Oh, Oh, man. Now, did you decide what we're kicking off the show with? We had some good readings. Yeah, true. We was could, it the Kirky card? I we had the Kirky card. Kirky. You did love the Kirky card. And then I could follow it up with maybe a little bit from... All right, so Kirky, all the way from Germany, sent Daryl and Ed a card. If you go on YouTube, you can see it where we at over here. And um, on the back, it says, the whole vast world is well, all imagination. But wait, we oh. got to explain. These cards are the perfect spiritual tool because first he gives you a shock by the most absurd image of me and ed on the front oh yeah so it makes us believer we have here so it makes us forget whatever we were thinking about and whatever our train of thought was he just interrupted it and then when we turn it over he gives us a shot of the medicine the whole vast world is all imagination Our realists think that they are nearer to the truth, yet they do not realize they are dictating nothing more than their imagination. They laugh at those who are mystically inclined, but may I tell you, leave them alone and go your own way in confidence that what you are imagining you already have and you will become. And that's from Neville Goddard, I believe. Yes, Neville Goddard. Yes. You know what? Let's let's share the lowest card. Yeah. cards. Beautiful uh, original artwork. And it says, smile often, 
think positively, give thanks, laugh loudly, love others, dream big. Loved last week's lesson on thanks. Great guests. You talked about us elders. I'll be 89 in October. I am thankful and glad I found you all. Love, Lois Conklin. Oh, we love you, Lois. So thank you for um, hanging in here with us. I, we got to see you at the um, Nancy's Truth Talk the week before. I don't know if you were, were you there? No. No, you weren't there for that. Yeah. That was so cool. It was great to meet you or at least see you in person on the Zoom. Indy was there. Indy, by the way, thank you over here at Chobo Studios. How are you today, hey, buddy? Hey, thank you, man. Love you guys. Great, uh, great Saturday. Yeah. You've been imagining and rehearsing good stuff, I hope. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I rehearse, you know, positivity, you know. Yeah. What you got to do. Yeah. Great. I know. You're good like that, man. We love to hear your stories. Um, let's just thank uh, Jeff Comfort. Oh, yeah, because each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. And if you're wondering what Jeff Comfort does, he's if you're listening to us on a podcast. <laughs> via podcast, well... Thank Jeff Comfort, because he handles all that for us and has for the past 10 years. If you didn't know that podcast, Daryl taught me a long time ago, it means play on demand. Yes, that's what it means. That, that bad boy, anytime you want. Let's just play, let's take a moment, not just, let's also bless the Patreon contributions to this public service ministry, as we've been calling it of late. Uh, well, that's what it is. Yeah, that's all it is. We come here to share these uh, principles that neither one of us made up, but we've learn from some amazing people and apply them in our own lives, just like our guest today is going to share the way Janet applies them in, in her life. I've been very excited this week because I love when we have a genuine metaphysician who just, all that means is that you're sincerely interested in this stuff and you apply it sincerely to your life and see what happens. Grace Deathridge came to our, um, well, she doesn't come, she hasn't been coming in person to the, um, to the prosperity class we've been doing on Patreon for the Patreon contributors, but she's been watching the recording of it afterwards. Right. She said, hi, all. I love the topic today. On Sunday, I wrote this in my journal. I call it my join all. You call it a join all. A join all. She calls it a join all. Yeah, that's good, too. Which follows a similar theme. How can I love what is? What does loving what is mean to me? Slowing down and appreciating being here, not imagining or if I am imagining, being aware I am imagining, paying attention, giving my full attention, appreciating each moment. Each step is where I each step is where I'm at, like the focus and presence when I'm acting on a stage in character, awake and alive to what is happening around me, fresh and ever new. Nice. Well, the great news about all of this, and yeah. she hints it on it, is Whatever we're we're always rehearsing something, folks. Yeah, I'm always rehearsing something, and this is just another word for using our imagination. And we need to remember that life is consciousness, and it's always a reflection of what I'm rehearsing of my mm -hmm. con, which is my conscious train of thought. And um, unfortunately, uh, worry tends to be the most frequently used imagining from for a lot of us we tend to drop into it you know or um when we're thinking of an event that may seem beyond our comfort zone it's easy to fall into oh my god how's this going to work out what am i going to do and we start worrying and scheming in our mind and that's rehearsing for disaster and there's a good uh but also, the, I should say, the good news is that 
we can stop that train of thought at any time. Well, even better, I should back up and say that the greatest news is discovering that this is all a spiritual law, the spiritual law of reflection or attraction. Um, and it exists and it's going to work. It's always in effect. Yeah. You know, I can't escape it. So that's not a bad thing. Now that I'm aware of that, it gives me the motivation to really consciously rehearse the outcome or what I desire in a positive light. Yeah. Knowing that this or something better will be reflected back. Yes. And that's that is summed up wonderfully in a sermon, and it was the inspiration for this week's title, for this week's show. And it was by Kathy Norman. You could watch it for free uh, on YouTube if you go to Unity of Santa Barbara yep. and just stream it or play um, the sermon she does. It is a great talk. On rehearsing. And yeah, what are you rehearsing? What are you rehearsing? But what does she call it? I think she started with "What are you rehearsing?" as in the very beginning, but I'm not sure. I don't know the what title. the title is, but anyway, you'll you'll see it. I think it was "Worry." I think it had something to do with "Worry," the actual title. Mm. But she was talking about how powerful our feelings when we worry, and how what happened to her. She gave a great example. It happens to me. Happens to Ed. Um, it happens to all of us, and it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But this is usually what happens. I start thinking it might be fun or entertaining to think about some things out of my experience. I may have heard in the news or saw online. Mm -hmm. And I start, you know, ooh, thinking about that not so positive scenario. Yes. But the problem with that is our thoughts are like a train. And once the locomotive links up to one of those and the worry engine gets fired up, then a whole bunch of other thoughts now closer to home start coming about in my mind. You know, I start worrying about things that yes. I haven't been worrying about, that there's no need to worry about, but now I'm giving power to that worry, and then the worry starts to overtake us. Kathy's talk was called, Don't Worry About a Thing, Because Every Little Thing is Going to Be All Right. Yes. That's a quote from your good friend, Bob Marley. And that's the good news. Because as soon as we treat the concern, the circumstances, this is the best, this is like the definition of grace in action. As soon as I release, I'm willing to break free from the worry and treat the concern. Like treating the concern means just use your prayer to just extinguish that feeling of concern. Yes. Separate from whatever you think the problem is. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the circumstances naturally improve or yeah. naturally resolve themselves or just dissolve from your mind because they weren't even anything worth. Yes. They weren't even real at all. Yeah. And I just want to read this great um, little reading. We get a um, weekly 
or daily, I should say, email from the Joyce Kramer. Oh, yeah. She was a unity minister on the East Coast. Yeah, our good friend Sammy Smith worked together with her to document her teachings and, and putting these emails together. It's very Daily Word-esque. Yeah, and really kick you upstairs stuff. And, you know, when we... It's funny how... I should say the format is very Daily yes. Word-esque, yes. And we... Uh, it's funny how these shows come together. We get inspired by something that actually happens or we heard. And then throughout the week, we get supplied with experiences in our own lives, readings that correspond. Yes. And it motivates us to be more diligent and apply this stuff. That's right. 100%. So this is this is this just came this week from Joyce Kramer. Let me put on my glasses. It goes perfectly with our show. And a reading we have by Emmett Fox. Mm -hmm. I cease looking for trouble. I look for God's goodwill in every experience. Do you ever look for trouble? If you do, isn't it likely that you will? Isn't it? It isn't likely that you will be disappointed. Those who look for trouble generally find it. A pessimistic attitude defeats us before we start. Have you ever made such comments as? Something was bound to go wrong. Nothing good ever happens to me. Now, this is rehearsing, folks. Mm -hmm. Life is just one problem after another. To speak, to think or speak this way is to live dangerously. For your own protection, get rid of such attitudes. Otherwise, you will surely have a lot going wrong in your life and activities. God desires joy and happiness for you, complete, full, and free. Give thanks that God's good will is being done in and through your every experience. Focus on what is good, true, and beautiful, and know that only good can happen to you. For my expectation is from God, and that's from Psalm 62, yeah. verse 5. I mean, this is big-time stuff. When we tap into our imagination, it changes everything. Like, so much of what I think of as reality is really just my imagination of what reality. I imagine what people are thinking. I come up with totally, uh, like, I come up with a judgmental version of the person that, I'm, that I think is judging me. The whole universe that I'm projecting, it's there. There is something there. Don't get, like, you know, panicked. Like, you know, because yeah. you're like, oh, that, does that mean there's... No, it just means this is a big part of this is when we our imagination... For me, a lot of it is getting out of self-pity. It's yes. been a really bad habit of mine to imagine myself begging for pity. I mean, it's not surprising. That's kind of like the way I was described God when I was younger. Like, you sin, you beg for mercy, and then hopefully you get it. You know, like otherwise, and you just keep on begging. Yeah, yeah. and it's thing. That's why I love these teachings. Is that no, the the real the best thing I can do for everyone else is get out of that imagining that I'm a beggar. That's what Jesus did. He didn't treat a beggar like you're a beggar. You're, he would teach them, you are powerful. Stop begging. Yeah. You have the kingdom of God within you. Start expressing, expressing it. it. Thank that's you. Right. And that's what I've, I mean, I've been doing that a lot, man. And it is, I mean, this is where it really gets into mysticism because it changes every, it's not yeah. just a little thing. No. It is a big thing. I was home before a week from school last week, so I had a, it's, this is an exact example of this because my mind was already getting pulled into the, to the worry and the sort of popular negative thinking in that environment and all the crap there. And so God, like life just parked me for a week at my house. And 
all the time, you know, thank God Daryl's there. He's like, do not go back a day early. You know, like, take the day off. Like, take the all the days that, you know, like all that stuff. But I got to tell you, the worrying imagination would be like, well, I could just go and get a few things done and all that. Thank God I kept listening to Daryl, and I really didn't feel well going back anyway. And what I learned was the most amazing thing. When I stopped worrying, I didn't prepare anything. I went back to school, like you said. I do my best when I'm just intuitive and I'm blessing things. I went back with no plan, didn't do any of the stuff I thought I was going to do in a whole week. And guess what? It didn't matter one iota. What mattered was I was present and loving and everything got done in an amazing way. And it just made me think how often I make up the story about how important something is out of yeah. worry. And then you let it go. And it, like you were saying, it does not matter at all. What matters is that I'm plugged in to the truth of my being. That's why, like Daryl's talked about, we've, we've mentioned this a lot. The beauty is the worst you can do with imagination that's fearful is just make it hard for God to give you what yes. you desire. Make it hard on the people around you. But you can't stop your goodness. Right. You can just imagine that it's not there, but it is there. But the worst we can do is get ourselves in a whole heap of stuff we don't need to be involved in. But the moment we switch our, the moment I switch my imagination into rehearsing, I mean, this show has just been changing my life. It's like, I really have to be honest with myself about the stuff that I've been rehearsing. And it, it's like, I'm going to go to that person and I'm going to tell them a sad story. You know, like, it's yeah, horrible yeah. stuff. Terrible. And it seems so real when I've been under, you know, when there's been momentum, like, uh, of, when, uh, like a habit or a pattern of doing yes. it. But so much of it is just like, dummy down, relax, get back into a blessing state of mind, slow down, start rehearsing any simple thing. Any, like, I, I started really noticing just this morning and yesterday, so much of what we read is the goodness of God. Like, think about that. If if God is all and God is good, then all we re all I really need to be preparing for is good. Yeah, that's a whole different me. That is not sad sack Eddie. That's like exciting, excited, lighthearted. Even on the way here, my tire air tire light went off. It was like the perfect thing for the show because it was like I was rehearsing good. And I think I started getting tired. I didn't fully rehearse like today's show. Like I had done so many other things, school and this and that. I went surfing. Ah. I knew you'd love that. And, but then that tire light went on. And here's the thing. One thing, one voice is going, ah, oh, man, like, it, you know, you were doing, you were doing so well, but now you're stuck back in your mental pattern. Look what you made, you know, like whatever you brought this. To. But the, the, what you got to understand is Daryl had a nail on his tire. Yeah, just. What, at three Cholo weeks Studios. ago, we yeah. talked about it on the show. He knows the exact guy to go to to have it fixed. It's like a twenty bucks, twenty five bucks to fix it. The the nail ended up being in the, in perfect, the perfect place spot. where the tire doesn't need won't need to be replaced. All that stuff. It's just I had to really like. There's been, there was like a little sad sack in the back going. Oh yeah, now it's now I have something I can really grovel about, you know. And I yeah. had, but I had to like literally walk outside before the show and go, Ed, what do you really want to do? Because that groveling part, we wanted to judge Daryl, of judge you all, judge myself is not worthy of even doing the show. You know, like, I had to go, I don't want that. I want to feel and enjoy the show, and I want to feel better when I come out of here, and I want this to be the best show ever, and it's already happening. It really is. Uh, when we're, oh, I'm going to, a little um, quote, I'm going to quote from Kathy Norman. We have so much stuff. Yeah, 
read got, that. I'm and not, you read this thing yeah, too. I'm not going to read all of what oh, Kathy yeah, yeah, yeah. says, but I just want to let you know one is worry is an Anglo Saxon word originally meaning to strangle or to choke. Right. That's oh, like putting your foot on the hose. That's what that's, it is. That's about. why the guy, it's just, yeah. we're not, I mean, we're just going to slow everything down. And you know mm-hmm. what? The, the greatest indicator that we're causing congestion is worry thinking never feels good. I start constricting. I can feel everything because uh, I'm trying to micromanage. Yeah. Uh, and you just can't micromanage the universe, folks. And and like I like what you're just doing there. It's we whole I there's a weird prideful part of me that when I really go dark or negative in the past, it's like, no, it has to be bad. You're like, cause I in order for me to maintain that story of being a victim, it has to be bad. No, I don't want to hear, you know, like it's this crazy thing of holding the very thing I don't want, like MFR called it bear hugging kettle inadvertently holding the negative um, condition to myself instead of letting it go and going on to prosper. That's why we need shows like ours. We need Kathy Norman's. We need these books we read. We need Unity. We need Janet Prince. Like these type of places that remind us that we are here to experience good. It's our nature. All the rest of it is a lie. It is our nature Things only work the way they're meant to when we are feeling good. Well, this is the big cosmic virus that most of the time, most people, including me, (laughs) believe the stories in my head that I'm worried about. For some reason, I don't know where I got this virus, who I picked it up from as a kid, but if I'm worrying about it, it must be true. It must be more real than anything positive, Mm -hmm. than any solution you could bring me in that moment. I'll just dismiss it Mm -hmm. as, yeah, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but the good news is it's all in my head. It's not real and it's not true. And that is why it feels bad. It doesn't feel bad because it's true. It feels bad because it's not true. Yeah. And the thing, Kathy, uh, that I want to quote was, she was saying how in in an incident she went through, I was too lazy to get back to trusting in a higher power. Somehow it was more entertaining for me to worry. But this is the thing about worry. You can entertain worry so much that it begins to use you. Worry begins to run you. It can have dominion over you. It can deplete you of vital energy. The good news is there is no worry in your life that you, me, do not give power to. Right. I'm the one giving worry the power. Yes. So I can just as much break out of it. This week... I had an appointment at the VA. I was excited to go. And notice, I always look forward to it. I've turned the, I mean, the VA is like the land of Oz for me because of how much I bless it. Yeah, it's you, like I don't experience any of the stuff that's in the news. Like Reverend Ike said, you blessed the hell right out of that I place. I blessed the hell right out of that place. And I got there, and I met someone. The nurse was not in the land of Oz at all. And I was excited to go because they were checking my blood pressure. And 
they weren't sure if it's getting better or worse or staying the same. And I right. check it at home. So it was a way to see if my monitor is the same as theirs. And it's improving, folks. And I'm using this rehearsal technique. Yes. And it is remarkable what has happened because, you know, it'd be like 160, 170, over 90, which is high. And I, the without knowing it, I, I just started going, you know what? I'm done with this. I am done with this up, down, all around. So I just started, what am I rehearsing? I'm going to rehearse 130 over 80. Because you got to do something that seems realistic for you. I mean, 120 over 70, I could expect when I was in my 20s and 30s. But I go, I'll be happy with 130 over 80. Right. And I enjoyed that number instead of, I got to make it that number. And I let it go. And over the course of a week, my blood pressure, 136 over 88, 134 over 84. I'm like, holy cow. When I talked, in spite of what happened at the VA, when I talked to the doctor, she said, oh, this is great because we're just hoping to keep it one, like no higher than 140 over 90. And I go, okay, well, this is a piece of cake then because I'm going to keep cooperating with these healthy thoughts. Yeah. And then I started feeling so grateful about my life and the grace I've been given and, and how, you know, I even have the VA to go to. I was like really enjoying, like, God, thank you for the blessings in my life. And then what happens? Because the, since her talk, I've really been conscious of this. And just like you with the tire, yeah. all of a sudden I thought came in, yeah, but you could have a reversal of fortune. Who the hell ever came up with that lineup? Yeah. It's the most horrendous, terrifying idea you could put into someone like my head. Well, yeah, Emmett Fox does a great writing yeah, about that, that. We've all been taught these stories that one letter that yeah. didn't arrive ruined somebody's life. Yeah. Or, you know, that one little thing didn't happen. Yeah. And that's just not the way life actually works. So all of a sudden, thankfully. I, like, felt this panic. Yeah, you know, this can't last forever. They're probably going to take away your... You know, your benefits. Like, and even though it's absurd, my mind like believed it in that moment. Right. But because of her thing, her talk, Kathy's talk, I said, you know what? I am not gonna rehearse that. How do I get out of this? Yeah. And for me, I don't know where this intuitive idea, it, I mean, I know it was from higher than my mind. It said, just enjoy being grateful again. I was like, okay. And then the truth came. If I am grateful, I am immune to a reversal of fortune. Yeah. When we're grateful, we're immune yes. to any good being taken away. It's the quickest, so true, most practical tool and effective tool to not only maintain the grace we're experiencing but also increase yeah. increase what we have. It appreciates what we have, brings up the value. Whatever we appreciate right. rises in value. But also it keeps the doors and windows wide open yes. for God to continue to bless us. Yes. So if you ever have these thoughts or you get that letter, oh, and guess what I attracted? This is how I had to laugh. I got home that day, that yep. same day. In the mail came a letter, and on the letter it said, your, your uh, military or veteran benefits are about to change. 
And I went, and you know what? I was in such a good state. I go, oh, this is going to be a good one. And the bigger part of me knew this is just some unsolicited. Right. Like, so I opened it up. And uh, long story short, it was. It was an unsolicited, you know, outside agency. It says it'll help you with your end-of-life plans, you know, your right. veterans, moral, yeah. whatever. But I'm going, aha, Daryl, see, you got evidence. Yeah. The exact thought you saw in paper that you had. And it, it's just showing me, see, stop it. It's ridiculous, Daryl. Yeah. And just stay the course you're on. Right. I love it. Yeah, because it's principle that our lives are ever increasing good. It's a law that it's yes. That's why the real reversal of fortune is when we start rehearsing good and stop rehearsing this negative yeah. stuff and um, get into the driver's seat. Well, let's just see. Uh, if you want to send us something, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We love receiving mail. Krista McAvina said, I just had the best morning painting at my kitchen table listening to your podcast. Man, those Brewsters are great. I had never heard the Optimist Creed, but you better believe I'll be printing it out. Are you two were throwing? Or also, you two were throwing out some gems at the beginning. I'll do my usual listen twice. Last week's episode with Nancy also rocked. I love that you guys are going to speak at the Fillmore Conference. Woohoo! 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 Big hugs, May. Wonderful serendipities fill your day. Woohoo! 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 Today, I just realized I almost exclusively used exclamation points in this text. Well, I guess that's my joy level today. Also, a shout out to Susan Collins, who started listening to the podcast, and um, immediately, uh, a few minutes after she emailed us, she got free Wi-Fi on the plane, and she said she was settling down to listen to an episode called Release the Pressure with Janet Prince, of all people. Can you believe that coincidence? That's yeah. crazy. And she loves Brian Scott's Reality Revolution. She heard us mention it. Oh, wait. It. Who's this from? This Susan. is from Susan Collins, the art um, gallery owner. This is the girl who's a lady now that I, she was the gallery owner that I sh exhibited in oh, 30 years ago yeah. and reconnected and now is a fan of the show and yeah. lives a block away from Satish's college. Yeah, and she was on her way from London to Detroit, hoping to have some new funniest thing moments to share from the trip. And uh, so thank you. And then um, let's see here. Let's take a few deep breaths real quick. Oh, we're going to do our breathing? Yeah, this is what it's all about. I mean, this is principle, and it's so, like, once we learn these principles, they're reliable. Oh. And that's what breeds actual and security. And after the breath, I guess you got to tell these two quick quotes. Okay, great. Because they're very helpful. Okay, so okay. this is a good way to start. I mean, because you really, sometimes I really got to dislodge these habitual thoughts that seem so real. I have to really convince myself that it's just my imagination, just like the song says, and I have to... Do something to push me back into a joyful state of mind. And this is a helpful Well, you thing. should tell them the whole line. It's just my imagination running away with me. Yep. We can't let it run away, folks. Now say this yes. with vigor, for God's sakes. Uh, <sighs> I'm a happy person because that's what I'm rehearsing. Uh, uh, I'm a happy person. Because that's what I'm rehearsing. Ah, I'm, I'm a, a happy person. Because that's what I'm rehearsing. Ah. 
What do you got? You want to read before we go? Okay, to send us on our way. I got another great uh, postcard from Kirky. The first mark is the hardest mark to make, and he's got a dog making a portrait of me on the cover <laughs> and on the back. Perfect for the show, Kirk. Timing is everything because everything's in divine order. And here we go. Stop terrorizing yourself with your thoughts. That's by Louise Hay. Yes. Now you oh can remind God, yourself yes. when you're starting to go down a train of worry. Go, stop terrorizing yourself. Mm-hmm. You could say that to yourself. Give yourself a good jolt. Sometimes I have to get myself out of bed to jolt myself out of a negative train of thought so I can get back into bed and actually rest. Whatever it takes, it's yeah, worth it's it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And here's the second quote. Somewhere, and this is this one you can hang your hat on. Somewhere along your path, you learned criticism from those who disapproved of you. Mm. That critical voice is not your own. That's, that's so, from Alan Cohen. That's why this whole episode is so oh. important because those those voices are not our own. The, 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 most of the, the negative stuff we rehearse, yeah. And one more quote. Kirky loves you. Nice. Kirky. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Rod Schweitzer for filling our mug shot tonight. I did, my, my wife gave me this gift of this mug that says, woke up sexy as hell again. Oh, yeah. it's going woke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is, you guessed it, Chobo. Um, oh, how about these two T-shirts we saw? Once and we were at Bob's Big Boy and this big strong man walked in. Wait, we went right after the show with Glenn and Sarah Brewster. Yeah, and he had a shirt that said, Be you, they'll adjust. And the other one said, They will adjust. Especially if you be you. Yeah. In your go into your secret place and start rehearsing amazing things. Then every the whole world adjusts. And then the, this yeah. one, please keep me different, God. I don't mind being left out. <laughs> All right, coming up next. Amen. Janet, Jazzy Janet Prince, that is, from Kanawha. Kanawha. Kanawha Valley. Out there, there's a unity in West Virginia where Janet brings the magic. Uh, she keeps us rehearsing for what we truly desire with today's reading. Imagine a lot more. Well, thank you for listening to the Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Well, we're here for the second segment. Ed, what do you got? All right. So, first of all, let's welcome Jazzy Janet Prince into the house. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. And you? <laughs> oh, great, great. Welcome to Chobo Studios. We're happy you're here. Yes. How's, how's life out there in West Virginia? It is really amazing. It is. The um, summer hasn't been too hot and really, really, really good things going on and just loving every day. That's all I can say. <laughs> that hat is amazing. It looks great on you. Thank and you. Yeah, Thank you. You guys wear cowboy hats all the time. I thought I've got to wear my cowboy hat today. <laughs> yes. I know you have a story. I want to read a quick reading from Emmett Fox from September 7th from the book Around the Year with Emmett Fox, Daryl, and I. 
read it every day as a daily reader. He's, it's called No Grave Robbing. Don't be a grave robber. This is a lot of... The, this is a lot of what we're talking about when we start rehearsing neg negative feeling things. Yes. Don't be a grave robber. Let corpses alone. In due course, nature disposes of such remains if they are left undisturbed. Every time you dig up an old grievance or an old mistake by rehearsing it, and by old, Daryl always says, that could be five minutes ago. Yeah. Or less. By rehearsing it in your mind, or still worse, by telling someone else about it, you're simply ripping open a grave, and you know what you may expect to find. Live the present. Prepare intelligently for the future and let the past alone. It's so true. This is what Jesus meant when he said, let the dead bury the dead, from Matthew 8.22. Make a law for yourself today that you're not going to touch mentally any negative thing that has happened up to the present moment, and keep that law. Life is too precious for grave robbing. The past is the past. Liquidate it. If a negative memory comes into your mind, cremate it with the right thought, which is the fire of love, and forget it. Ah. This is a big deal. Like, how much this show is really about getting our attention out of dwelling on negative stories and putting it where it belongs, which is on the road ahead. So, um, Janet. Yes, I have a story I want to tell you that goes right along with that. A um, couple of months or so ago, I was pulling into the Kroger parking lot. And as I'm getting out of my car, another woman is leaving her cart in the middle of the parking lot. She's not putting it in the cart correct. And I got so angry that she was leaving that cart there that I went and I said, you know, the wind is going to blow that cart right into somebody's car. And she's like, well, I hope not. And I just grabbed the cart <laughs> and taking it to the cart corral and I said, some people just don't care about anybody else's property. <laughs> and I am in a Unity of Kanawha Valley t-shirt. <laughs> so, I'm not being a very good representative of Unity principles at that point. And I go into Kroger, and the first person I run into is one of our prayer chaplains. And I'm like, oh, Alexa, I said, I just yelled at some woman in the parking lot for leaving her cart in the middle of the parking lot. And Alexa, being the kind, loving soul that she is, she said, well, sometimes lessons need to be allowed to be heard. I'm like, well, I guess that's true. But it still, it really bothered me that I had reacted in such a way. Mm. And that very day, I listened to one of your episodes. And I don't remember who the guest is. I'm sorry. But they talked about how when we have these feelings of anger come up, that we are putting ourselves in the role of victim. Yeah. yeah. And 20 years ago, when I lived in Nashville, I came out of the Kmart parking lot and there was a cart rammed into my car. Mm. So I was placing myself back in that um, victimhood instead of reacting out of love. So watching your show was really an aha moment for me because now when those feelings are coming up, I can recognize them for what they are and I can rehearse, and I can imagine a loving response instead of uh, a hateful response. Mm. So I thank you guys for that. That was 
uh, so good for me to be able to recognize where it was coming from so that now I can be better. I can do better. I can react in a more positive way because rehearsing, imagining the outcome we want, oh, it makes all the difference in the world. It really, really does. Plus, you get to be free, or I, when I do it, I get to be free and live a more full and joyful life. When you were talking, yeah. it made me realize, like, one of the things, because I was teetering back and forth this morning when I went surfing, um, but I just, Daryl talks about this a lot. It's one of his uh, main things about not scheming and plotting. Today, I realized, like, because part of me was just tired, and I've been beating myself up. I've been, I was going in between, like, a high, like, going back and forth, and but I just kept, what am I rehearsing? I kept going back to it because I realized like I've never gotten anything good by like uh, cursing that guy because he might get mine or, you know, like any of that kind of scheming, worrying, trying to like coming from that state of mind. I've never gotten anything really good out of that. You know, it's it's always when I'm like just relaxed and like you, what you're saying about saying thank you, appreciation when I'm in that state. It's coming through. My good is coming through me. It's going out to others. It's coming back to me in the most out, uh, outlandishly delightful ways. I'm making friends along the way. It's not something I have to covet. It's something I get to share. The more I get, the more I want to share it. It's incredible. So I love your story. I love your story because, and that's the, to me, it's like a very self, there's a bit of a selfish pursuit here, which is I want to be liberated from this stuff because I'm tired of living in like projection and you're like in that, like where I think it's about what's happening there, but it's not, it's about something that happened a long time ago and it's yeah. blinding me from heaven on earth right now. Right. Or it could even be something that has never happened to me, but I've seen it happen to other people mm. or whatever. If I am putting myself in that role of victim, I am not coming from a place of love. Yeah. And when you can elevate the situation you know, what if I just walked over to that cart and said, oh, I'll put this up for you or something mm -hmm. loving because mm -hmm. I don't know that woman's story. Right. She might have had a, a sick husband at home that she had to rush right back with his medicine. I don't know. Mm. So if I'm going to imagine a story, why not imagine a loving one right. rather than a negative, hateful attitude? Yeah. And, so, yeah, and I yeah. love this idea of rehearsing because it, it does take some like discipline in the in the loving way, which is before you're helping me to realize before I get out of my car to go somewhere, just rehearse one positive thing before I go to call, uh, pick up a phone that someone's calling, just rehearse me the idea. I just want to laugh together, whatever, you know, yes. any if I can rehearse just one little good thing. Before each, like I think Abraham Hicks calls it, each it's called like they call it segment intending. The next, like a new segment starting. Someone's calling. I'm about to pick up the phone. Just rehearse one good thing there. That can help hook me into the loving version of the scene, like you're describing. And it, it, yeah. I just, it's, again, I'm selfish. I want to feel good, and I want to be able to bless others. Yes, yes. And when you can recognize where that feeling's coming from and recognize the feeling as it's starting, then you can nip it in the bud mm -hmm. instead of just uh, when I, I mean, this is probably back when I was first, first, first studying unity principles. I remember somebody made the statement, you have your feelings, they don't have you. Mm. And that was such an eye opener for me mm. that I get to choose what I'm feeling. 
So when those feelings start rumbling up, I can take that step back and stop and say, okay, where is this coming from? What is this about? Am I truly in danger where I need to fight or flight? Or am I imagining all these awful things that could happen? You know, well, let's imagine a different story. Let's come from a place of love. And the outcomes are just amazing when you can allow yourself and check yourself and uh, follow that I have my feelings, so I get to choose yeah. the ones I want to live with. Right. The best motivator, too, for me is that it's going to be reflected in my experience, what I'm rehearsing, mm -hmm. because it's very hard. The emotions, you know, I heard years ago that helped me something similar, Janet. It was uh, feelings aren't facts. They're indicators. They're indicators of the direction my thought life is going, even if I'm unaware of my thought life at the moment. So if I'm feeling angry, it's an indication because it feels bad. Daryl, stop. This just means your thoughts are going into fearful territory. But that's, that's the hard part because when the emotions start taking control of, like Kathy says about worry, they start controlling my thought life that's where, you know, this separates the men from the boys, the girls from the ladies. Because now I got to commit to stop it. Like, I can't, because I, I know if I act from this, like you did, Janet, your story is not unique. Because as you're telling it, I'm seeing in a positive way times that I've reacted. And you know what? I've never felt good. After doing, like, it's funny, in the moment, I feel so righteous about what I'm doing in this moment. And then afterwards, I'm so ashamed, humiliated, embarrassed, disappointed in myself. <laughs> I never want to see that person again. You know, I mean, these are the, oh, God, who else saw me? This is horrible, you know? Sometimes yeah. what I was doing in my earlier days to help me avoid from acting out like that I would imagine, this is like even before reality shows, imagine how would I be acting if I was on camera right now? <laughs> and it really helps. You could do That's silly great. things. I was like, if I was like, if this was on camera and everyone was seeing it, yeah. it would not be, I would not like this guy in the movie. Right. And then I would start thinking, I want to be the guy I like in the movie. Yeah. And I don't care what tools you use. Oh, because what tools you use the most playful tools, and I know these probably sound childish and absurd, but let me tell you, they're the ones to use because, like Florence Scovel Shin says, whose teacher was Ernest Wilson, who was a long time early Unity uh, uh, practitioner and friends of the Fillmore's and teacher, and he's, there's many books by Ernest Wilson. She reiterates. The, the sillier the rhyme that your affirmation is or the sillier the game you're playing to get yourself out of the negative train of thought and into the positive, the better. Because it bypasses our critical, reasonable thinking mind. Right. It goes, oh, that's silly. And it lets it go by and it drops into the subconscious and we change. And I found something today. Even Jesus was doing what I did, folks. Not that I'm Jesus, but I'm trying my best to act like him. 
I didn't know I was doing it until I read this verse. And this just happened to be from today's daily word. And I never, it, I've seen this a million and one times throughout my life. And this is the great news, folks. No matter what age you are, don't go, well, I wish I, I don't know how I missed this before. No, I, get delighted. Woo. There's still new ways of seeing things and they yes. tickle me and yes. they help me. So I'll just read it right from here and try to explain it. It's, a, it's the setup is he's got to go help Mary and Martha. Their brother is sick. His name's Lazarus. So in the gospel of John, sisters Mary and Martha called upon Jesus to heal their brother Lazarus. When Jesus arrived days later, however, Lazarus had already died. Even so, Jesus prayed. Now I'm doing this verbatim from the King James verse here. So just listen. I'm not making this up, folks. Jesus prayed, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe <laughs> that you sent me. Even he was doing it. Because he's actually saying that, God, I know he was doing this charade to help himself and help snap the others out of it. But deep down, we know this stuff works. So even he, deep down knowing this works for the sake of those around. I'll read it again. Father, I thank you for having heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe you have sent me. It's so good. He had such a great sense of humor, and he's yeah. using the same things. And the best part is, of course we know, if you don't know, Jesus called Lazarus to come out of the tomb, and he did. And he follows this up by telling the sisters, Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you if you believed you would see the glory of God? And what he means is rehearsing the good. Rehearsal is prayer, folks. And there's one thing in here. I was going to read the whole thing, but just a little bit. This is from a book, an old, old Unity book called A More Wonderful You. You can tell it's old because it's got this, the book covers like an old football, like an old pigskin. Oh, I love those. So, and this particular, it's, it's various writings from many, many uh, students and just people who applied this in their lives that they compiled into a book. This one just happened to be from L. Stevens Hatfield. And I never thought of this Bible verse in this way before. And the whole chapter is on imagination, how that's really a prayer. And this is the part I like. All mankind has the power of imagination, of making mental pictures, of seeing things with the mind's eye. It is one of God's choicest gifts, for it is one he used to produce the universe. God created in the image of God created in the image of God. That is according to imagination or idea or picture that he had in mind. And this is the part that I never looked at this way before. The first command of God was, let there be light. Light, we recognize, is understanding, thought, ideas. The great tragedy is that so often our ideas are dark instead of light. They are negative instead of positive. 
We get our feet wet on a rainy day, and at once we have an idea, a picture of a cold. We plan a vacation, think of taking a journey, and we at once begin to wonder if we have sufficient funds, thus creating a picture of lack. We form mental pictures of what we do not want and then wonder why bad luck, as we call it, dogs our footsteps. And he goes on to say that we should be believing in the things we would rather have happen, which is what that verse means. God said, and let there be light. Use your imagination for good, not dark ideas. So, I mean, you may have known this (laughs) or have seen it that way and applied it that way in your mind. I woke up to this fact the same way I woke up to the other Bible verse just within the last two days reading these books. And that's why we never get tired of this stuff. Yes. Because it also is an indicator if you're going, oh, I've been reading that for years and now I just figured it out. Well, that's good news because it means you're growing. You're growing and changing and your awareness is getting mm-hmm. bigger. doesn't mean you're ignorant or have been ignorant. It just means, oh, my God, I'm becoming more like the literal uh, meaning of the word, enlightened. Yes, that's great. And, by, and just so the audience knows, Daryl rediscovers things that he told me a year ago, and he'll tell me he just discovered it. Because <laughs> this stuff is always new. Every time it's applied in a new way or yes. seen again, it's new. So who knows if you've seen it before, but you're feeling it now. And that's the, that's why uh, the spiritualization of our consciousness that Charles Fillmore talked about when that Whatever it takes to turn on our, that spiritualization that turns the light bulb on in our consciousness is, is uh, it doesn't it is that's the thing you know that's doesn't matter if you've read it before or you you know it, as long as that light goes on I don't care what switch it was is what I'm trying to say and you were talking about Jesus talking that reminds me because you like I I I know you're joking but the, the I think Jesus would roll his eyes when people say, I'm not Jesus. He'd be like, yes, I told you, you are. You can You're do right. exactly what I do. But he also, the Christ within us never questions this. But these other voices do. And that's where affirmative prayer, which is kind of what he was doing. He's like, I'm affirming this so all these other thoughts, because yes. if you look at it metaphysically, so yes. these other thoughts can get on board yes. with this truth. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's something we could say to ourselves. Yeah. Like... I know you hear me. You always hear me because I'm saying this for the sake of my thoughts that have been going, oh, this is too late. Yes. It's never going to work. Yeah. And we have to stand as the Christ in our own consciousness and speak from that place. It took me, it's taken me a long time to realize that that's what a lot of this is about. It's not just seeing it rightly. It's also speaking these words through our own voice powerfully and watching Wow, I am Charles Fillmore. I'm Jesus. Like I am these great teachers, and I it works for me too. It works for everyone. So we we get to experiment with it and try it and see it work, and it's just so great. Well, and also, um, Christ was not his last name, right? Like Fazaro or Biagioti or Prince. Christ was a Hebrew uh, meaning the the infinite power within, yeah, and the irony of it all, the big metaphysical or even literal translation of Jesus right. from French, even, and Latin is 
I am. So whenever we're saying Jesus Christ, we really are saying, I am Christ. Yep. That's amazing. We don't know what to say after that, folks. I know Janet Prince has an imagination. I wish he had his mic up because Indy is dying in there of laughter. He's cackling. Usually when we hit this guy quiet place, something good is a a (laughs) Leave your mic up, Indy, for goodness sake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I've been doing a lot of laughter yoga lately, and it goes along because it goes along with this whole thing of like, Rehearse whatever you want. You can laugh at everything. I used it with a student yesterday. Helped him through a pinch. But, <laughs> um, let's hear the daily word, Janet Prince. Imagine. My imagination leads to manifestation. I may have said the words I imagine for years without fully understanding the extent of their creative power. Imagination is an essential step in creation. It is the spiritual gift I use to give shape to the divine ideas I claim in prayer, to bring more prosperity, peace, or healing into my life. As I imagine, I picture how I will use these divine ideas after they manifest. Perhaps I am in conflict with someone. In prayer, I can imagine harmony restored. If I am experiencing lack, I can imagine sufficient abundance to meet my needs. If a healing need arises, I can imagine myself restored to health and vitality. Now when I imagine, I am aware of my immense creative power and use it mindfully. Ah. And I'm just gonna, I'm just going to throw in the Bible verse at the very end because this is another one that has the metaphysical meaning. Now we know because of what Janet just read. For all the land that you see, I will give you whatever you can imagine. You're gonna yeah. have whatever good you imagine. I will give it to you, and that's from Genesis as well, thirteen, um, chapter thirteen, verse fifteen. Yes. Oh, I got to thank Janet Prince. Um, Thanks to Janet Prince, I got a nice surprise in my text messages, a picture that my book, Break Out of Your Box, is now in West Virginia at the Unity Bookstore. It is. Yes, in beautiful (laughs) Kanawha Valley. Yes. Are you doing any speaking over there coming up? You're speaking tomorrow? I no 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 our minister is back um our our minister is married to a woman from Costa Rica so he takes at least a month off every summer to go to Costa Rica visit her family do things like that and so when he is gone occasionally I'll get asked to speak but uh, he's back now, so it'll probably be a while before he's gone again. But I am always willing to step up if need be. So. Oh, beautiful. I was just, I had this thought that we could um, wrap up this last segment with, which is the show is called What Are You Rehearsing in Nursing? So what's one thing, like outlandish good, um, we could, 
India can think of this. Janet can think of this. Daryl. Yeah. Like, what's one thing about Landish Good that you are rehearsing or that you'd like to start rehearsing? And I ask the listeners. And, yeah. Because this is something to actually put into practice. It will change everything. It changes literally everything for the better. It's turning, it turns the power on like you were describing earlier. So, because I'll say, I was driving over here and I had this like burst of like, I have the best job in the world. Yeah. And I was feeling it. Yeah. And then I realized I can't lose because either the job I'm in is the best job in the world or I'm being pulled. I, I could feel yes. myself being pulled into the best job in the world. So either way, I started rehearsing that and feeling that. And it was, I just felt so good and so appreciative and yes. so loving. Yeah. So what's something for you, Daryl? Do you have one? I think I mentioned a lot of them today. Let's think of one right now. You co we can come back to you. Johnny, you got one? I do. I do. You know, I'm at the age where I know I'm in the final act of my life, however long that is, hopefully another 30 years. But right. uh, what I am imagining for these next years is that the rest of my life is the best of my life. Beautiful. Yeah, well, with that hat on, you can't go wrong. I'm so glad you said that because that helped me because the thing I've been thinking too, Janet, is that moving forward in my life, it's ex I could like expanse, exp instead of shrinking, I still have the ex expansion. Yes. Expansion because it's so easy, mm -hmm. you know, to start at any age just start thinking okay oh, yeah. you know this smaller idea like i've planned this far and this is okay and this is no expanse 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 yeah that, that triggers the thought in me of this is the most prosperous time of my life yes and it's i it, i can use it again and again and again yeah because that's the way divine principle works this is the most prosperous time of my life it's true now and it's going to continue to true be true and it's going to magnify and multiply and accelerate that process Indy. yeah um uh, it's funny i was talking to a former guest we've had on uh jeff spikes all right jeff spikes uh, he's one of our clients at podshuttle.io yeah nice. i was sent uh, <laughs> and you know he's you know got life coach business coach kind of guy and yeah and and uh one of our calls recently he was uh i had said you know i'm just um, you know, trying to lose weight, trying to be more fit and, and grow the company. And, and he said one thing to me, and it was just a short question where he was like, what if getting fit got you more clients? And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> He's like, what if, you know, getting your, your greatest good brings up other good to you in other avenues, you know? So I, I, this kind of season is is losing weight, getting fit, growing the company, and and going into uh, um, podcasting and something that's scary. But I want to uh, you know produce original podcasts and make money doing it, and I'm and I'm well paid for the the work we do, and right. so that's kind of that's kind of the season I'm in right now. Beautiful. Excited for it. Yeah, I, I actually like what Jeff Comfort, uh, Jeff Comfort, what Jeff Spike said. Yes. Because that's kind of like the, the, the tool I've been using, not necessarily, you know, get fit and then the others, but 
I've really been conscious. It goes along with this whole show of I got to do this for my own, for be, to be lo- like, I need to, this is being loving and kind to me. Yes. Thinking the way we're talking about. Right. Using your imagination for good. Yeah. Everything else will correspond. Mm-hmm. Your life will expand. Your business will improve. But the motivating factor, that's why, you know, the whole thing with using, visualizing and enjoying the numbers, you know, 130 over 80. And I delight in it. And I, I'm going to admit for several months, I would put off checking my blood pressure. I would check it in because it was like, ah, oh, what if it's like, if I wasn't getting, it was like I was taking a test for a freaking right, college. Right. You know, I mean, like if it's not right, if it's not I high, I'm a bad person or I'm not, or I'm failing at this somehow. Right. So now I'm not thinking that at all. And I'm just enjoying no, I'm going to delight in the ideas 130 over 80. I could delight in that idea all I want. Same thing with, oh, they're going to take your benefits away or some silly ideas. No, I'm delighting. And look at my life, man. I have a, like you said, I'm really enjoying my life right now. Yes. And so I like how he put it on, you know, let's focus on what's good, being kind and loving to you, to individual, and Thinking and and rehearsing in a positive direction, that's probably a major contributor over the last few weeks in my blood pressure coming down. I can guarantee it. You know, that's why we called this also a scientific, not just spiritual fact or truth, because doctors would tell you the optimistic patient is the one who heals the most rapid you know what I mean? Who who mm-hmm. believes he can be healed? Or oh, yeah. Who's just a joyful soul in nature tends to have a remarkable um, response to the, the 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 medicine or the the um, procedure. And uh, we all know blood pressure is affected by stress, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So obviously, I've been rehearsing some stressful scenarios, even unconsciously, but. I am being mindful now, and you know what? It's not like a crummy discipline, like, be mindful of your thinking. Right. No, it's delightful to think this way. Yes, it has to be a lighthearted approach, otherwise. Yes. And I like that. Whatever area we have, if there's a negative story, no matter how long-standing it seems, it's time. Sometimes that's the perfect place to create this simple new story, because the other one's so... Bad and it's a worn out story. Yeah, it doesn't belong My to us. My blood so pressure. They me, can't figure it out. Right. So whether it's a relationship, <laughs> whether it's a relationship, health, I mean, whatever this is, podcast, it's like I'm doing it now. I'm feeling it now. This is the most prosperous time in my life. This is the most healthy time in my life. This is the most whatever, you know, creative, inspiring time of my life. And just the more childlike, the better. That's what we talked about earlier. So, That's why we love Janet uh, Prince because she's the most childlike person we've met. <laughs> we love that joyful Janet Prince. What were you saying, Indy? Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, I've most of my life I've been rehearsing I am fat. Yeah. You know? So that's something I just need to, you know, or am working on living in the moment, being happy now, but say I am fit. Yeah. You know, it's just I. I that's in me too you know just because i can't see it doesn't mean it's not there yeah and the truth is the other one's not even in you like this is the beauty of it. you got to get so like i can relate to what you're saying there's things that are long-standing that i've been 
I have to, this is where it's helpful to have friends like Pizarro too, that I got to get so far out of it. It's not just like a little, I'll gently massage it into something that feels a little better. It's time to create a whole new inspiring rehearsal. Like a whole new play is coming to town. You know, like a new cast, new everything. Because it can feel like it, a lie. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the best news we found out. That that new identity that we all desire, that new identity that we all desire, that's our true identity. Yeah. We've new. just been telling ourselves yeah. some silly little stories. Yes. Amen to that. Hallelujah, if you will. Uh, we have a little story. Janet Prince, you want to say anything else before we uh, wrap up the show? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so enjoyed being here and I love listening every week and uh, keep up the good work. Oh, man, we will. It's people like you that help us to continue because yes. we connect and get to share this time and just really just share like we're in a lab together sharing how this stuff works. And it's a delightful laboratory where it's joy is always the result of these experiments. It's so it's, yeah. it's a pleasure to know you, Janet. Give our love to everyone over there. The unity yeah. of Kanawha Valley. Um, so Janet, we all know Janet Prince is a kind-hearted soul. She would never want to put anyone down. Otherwise, other, although we heard a little story today that would. <laughs> that was. I'm sorry. That was not her true identity. That's right. Well, anyway, before the show today, Daryl and Ed were glowing with pride when Janet asked us why we were so happy. Daryl and Ed replied, "We finally put the last piece in our jigsaw puzzle." Janet smiled and congratulated us. Then Daryl added, "It only took us six months, even though the box said three to five years." <laughs> what kind of earring are these guys i forget it's golden earring from down under it's time to hang a golden earring on this whole show okay you're gonna have to kick this one off so we've been driving all night hands wet on the wheel boom, 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 ba -dum, boom, ba -dum. there's a voice in our head that drives our heels ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. it's jesus calling say i need you here boom, ba -dum, boom, boom. and it's half past four we're shifting gear when we get lonely and the longing gets too much god sends a cable coming in from above don't need a phone at all we've got a thing that's called greater love we've got a wave in the air greater love Visit Daryl and Ed to find links to everything we do. We love you. And thanks for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We got a thing. No, when we get lonely and the longing gets too much, God sends a cable coming in from above. Don't need a phone at all. We've got a thing that's called greater love. We've got a wave in the air. Greater love. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. All right. $500. Really? See, $200 for you. $100 for you. What the heck? <laughs> oh, I don't know. $100 for you.
When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.